Hello, I'm a sophisticate, and so can you. Is the name of our podcast. I'm one of your hosts, Anthony. And I'm another of your hosts, Sydney. And we're two queer millennials with ADHD. Who have been lying about our own cultural literacy. If you've ever been in a situation where you pretended to know more than you do about an important movie or a piece of literature. Yeah, or like a super cool band. Then this is the show for you. This is a show where we engage with the canon so that you don't have to. Topics for discussion will include such things as... Is Carrie Brownstein the coolest person? Can anyone who likes the movie Chinatown be trusted? Why Tom Waits? Why? All of these questions and more will be answered on every episode of I'm a Sophisticate and So Can You. Available wherever you find your podcast. Welcome back, everybody. Today's episode, we're joined by the Raps Brandon Katz to break down this entire Warner Brothers Discovery merger. All this and more, and actually, this is the only thing we're talking about in a special The Warner Brothers Discovery Merger for Dummies by Brandon Katz, episode of The Fandalorians. Teachers by day, nerds by night. That is the bell. Class is back in session. Welcome to the Fandalorians podcast. Teachers by day, nerds by night. You are listening to the number one public school teacher pop culture fandom podcast in the known universe. I am coming to you live from Alone Town, USA. My name is Mr. Richardson. Yeah, Alone Town, USA. Let's listen. Friends of the podcast, you know the deal. Usually it's not just me. It's not just me talking to the air like this. It's Mr. G, second grade teacher. Uh, Mr. McDonald, who teaches high school social studies. They join me. It's three of us. We're a team. We form like Voltron each and every Monday. But I'm solo because they left me. Okay? I'm all alone out here. Mr. G's been missing for a few episodes. We know he was out saving puppies. There was an orphanage burning down. He saved the kids. Uh, last week, he was battling sharks off the coast of Long Island. He's been doing that. He's been out there doing work. Uh, and so we sent Mr. McDonald to find him. Uh, Mr. McDonald's gone missing. So I'm alone. I'm the last man standing. But I'm going to get through this episode somehow, solo-ish. If you want to talk to us on Twitter, we're at at FandalorianSpod. And send your email to the mailbag at gmail.com. Every email is read on the air. So if you send something, we are going to talk about it. Okay, on last week's podcast, we get new listeners every week. Mr. McDonald and I debated this Warner Brothers Discovery merger, why they canceled Batgirl on us. Are other things going to be canceled? Some of us like Peacemaker. Some of us like some, a lot of the shows that are on uh, Primal. A lot of the shows that are on HBO Max. What's going to happen to everything? Things are getting shut down left to right. We didn't know. So we, so we did what we always did. We didn't fact check a single thing. And we just went off about what we thought is going to happen and why we think it's going to happen. And we don't really know any details. But since I'm solo this week, I thought I'd reach out to someone. I called friend of the show. The rap's very own Brandon Katz. We hooked up with Brandon Katz early in the start of this podcast. 
I reached out to him on Twitter. He's got a little blue check next to his name. That means he's important. I said, hey, blue check man. I said, hey, would you retweet out our podcast? He said, how about I just come on it? I said, okay, even better. That's cool. January 2022, you popped on. Episode 22, one of our favorite episodes. I find your lack of Brandon Katz disturbing. We talked about it's out there. We talked about reboots. Uh, we had J.D. Verbeck and the Bandalorians, our house band. We did a show called Star Wars Music or Classical Music, pointing out that John Williams borrowed a lot of some of his themes from classical music. You can go back and listen to it, and you'll be shocked how similar the Star Wars music he did is to actual classical musical pieces. We were really stunned by that. Brandon hung around for that, and we talked about the March Madness about Star Wars projects. We had a good time. So I contacted Brandon immediately. I said, listen. Can you hop on? Can you do this for us? Can you explain everything about this Warner Brothers Discovery merger to me, to Mr. McDonald and Mr. G, who didn't show up, and to our, our fans in the Fandalorian universe? Like, well, what's going on? What this all means? He said, no problem. I got you. He hopped on. So our unofficial official correspondent to the Fandalorian's podcast, Brandon Katz, is going to be here to break it down for us. All right. I'll see you guys on the other side. With Brandon. Okay, that was the building meeting jingle. It's always exciting, always fun. JD the Bandalorians, everybody. But today, since Mr. McDonald isn't here, Mr. G is again. Mr. M- Mr. G is out saving the world. There's been an issue with sharks on Long Island. He's been shutting them down. We haven't seen him in a few weeks. But I can't do a show solo, so I had to reach into my bag of tricks. I had to call in one of our favorites, my man, senior TV reporter from the rap, Brandon Katz. What's on, man? How you doing? How you doing, man? Thank you so much for having me back on. I appreciate it. Oh, we've been dying to get you back on. We can't wait. You came on in like episode 22. We did a whole, I think, the March Madness for Star Wars. That was shows. fun. Yes, yeah, so that was fun and played some music. And Mr. G is dying to get you back on here to discuss that stuff. And maybe we can get you on a later date. Yeah, but I mean, we, but you snooze, you lose. These guys are uh, missing out. They're right? all over the place. <laughs> I'm, I'm holding it down. Exactly. I'm doing the Lord's work, trying to pay bills around here. And there they're all having, having fun doing something. Listen, when I called you in, though, because I was going to try to get you in later after the whole <laughs> D24 thing. Well, we'll talk about that later. I brought you in because there's been so much going on with Warner Brothers and the Batgirl thing. And Mr. McDonald and I argued about it last week, and it's been hectic. We brought you in. You're a professional. You got your finger on the pulse. You know what's going on. You got the blue check, right? They don't get the blue checks anybody. I can't get one. Oh, I can't no, get blue, the blue check on blue Twitter. Blue check doesn't matter. I can't get one. I want, It matters because I can't get one. We brought, we brought right, you Twitter. in. Twitter, hook this man up. What are give we doing here? Yo, let me get my blue check. What are we doing? Come on. I, it's a podcast. Teacher, give it to me. I want to know if you can start from the beginning. There's something I say to kids all the time in the classroom. Whenever something happens outside, they come in from recess. Everyone's messing around. They're trying to explain what happened. One kid's talking over another kid. I say it very, I say this very simple line that I stole from Denzel from Philadelphia. <laughs> explain it to me like I'm a five-year-old. Just break it down. As I was a child, and anyone's ever talked to a five-year-old before, you know how you have to talk to get them to understand what's going on. Mr. Gatz, like I'm a five-year-old, let's start at the beginning. 
HBO. Uh, Discovery bought HBO. HBO sold to Discovery. Like the merger. Can you just break down exactly what happened? Of course. And you know what? If you're going to steal from anyone, Denzel is a good man to steal from. Oh, that's Ooh. my man. Friend of the podcast, I'm sure. I'm sure he's listening right now. <laughs> I'll get him on one day. I promise. I, fingers crossed. If I can help with that, I will. But, uh, you know, he's a, he's a fickle one. He's we got a that on tape. One. <laughs> we got that on tape. We got that on tape. You're going to help us. I got you. Boom. I will, I will do my best. I don't have any Denzel connections yet. Let's see. <laughs> Check back in a couple years of my career. Let's say. But, okay. So what is happening with all that? AT&T in 2018 completed its acquisition of Time Warner. Now, one of the companies that Time Warner owns is HBO, along with Warner Brothers. We got like Cartoon Network, TNT, TBS. Right, Those are right. all under what was then renamed Warner Media. But earlier this year, coming to 2022, AT&T spun off Warner Media into a combined company with Discovery. So essentially, Discovery bought Warner Media. So Discovery bought HBO Discovery. Now the the new combined company is called Warner Brothers Discovery, and again, okay. that's comprised of HBO, Cartoon Network, you know, DC Comics, and and, and all the, those films, the Wizarding World of Harry Potter. So that that's Ooh, what Warner that Brothers too. Discovery right. yeah, owns, plus a whole bunch of other stuff that we don't even have time to list. Got it. Okay, so we read that the new uh, the ownership one that they were trying to save money, so they cut projects. As in, if you in the midst of a transition, if you cut money from a project, it can be written off as some kind of this isn't go with our new direction so you can get some money back on it. Is that true? Is, is that what actually happened? Yes, because that merger between Discovery and Warner Media was completed in April, they have a limited window with the rare opportunity to secure some of these tax breaks. And they are taking advantage of that. So Batgirl, for example, by not moving forward with the film, they are going to save, you know, between 15 and $25 million. They took off about six or seven HBO Max exclusive films from HBO Max last week. That is, again, tied to tax breaks and probably a, a harbinger of some other moves to come. We can probably get to that later in our conversation. Yeah. But yes, mainly these tax breaks are rare opportunities that they could get some money back. It's been going on for a minute because, you know, um, I read this stuff online as, you know, the the Fandalorian's podcast. We have our finger on the pulse as well, mostly just Twitter, you know, stuff you said. <laughs> but I've heard things canceled, like, you know, the CW shows, which I was a big fan of as they were going on. They've been around for a while, though. You know, Snowpiercer, there was a Scooby-Doo movie. I hear a couple of things. Um, but I think the cancellation of Batgirl is what caused a bit of a firestorm, maybe not anticipating the the galvanized geek network of being like, wait, you're telling us we want something you're not going to let us watch? Or you heard what we did the Snyderverse. We don't play. Um, <laughs> and they went off about it. Do you think the cancellation of Batgirl, like maybe they didn't anticipate the storm they would get? I mean, did stocks drop? I mean, how bad is it that once that hit, it became a storm? I'm assuming, like I said, this happens all the time in different companies when they merge. And they were getting away with getting rid of a bunch of stuff. But I felt Batgirl was where people realized, hey, this doesn't seem right. Well, let's put it this way. I have never seen in my career a nearly completed film permanently shelved. You know, one would think if it's not good enough for it, it's an HBO Max exclusive and they wanted to see if it could go to theaters internally. The film uh, CEOs didn't really think so. I've never seen it not at least put out on streaming. So that that was a bizarre thing to see. Uh, you know, having said that, though, it is not going to elicit the same sort of response that the, the Snyder cult kind of. Uh, generated on social media and why I think there while I think there is a lot of 
justified frustration and anger with Warner Brothers Discovery. I don't see that chorus of voices being strong enough over a single project that, that no one had seen yet to cause them to reverse their decision. I, I don't I do not think that's absolutely in the cards whatsoever. Yeah, I agree. I I, I thought the cancellation of Batgirl was out of control, but I wasn't sure if it would galvanize the network for them to be like, oh, no, we need a reverse course. But is, am I fair in saying that if they just put it now, they, let's say they don't put it in theater so they don't make quote unquote money by putting it on HBO Max, they're technically making money and they lose the tax break. In other words, for them to get the tax break, no one in the planet is ever supposed to see this again. Am I right? Yeah, correct. And, and clearly they thought that the HBO Max viewership they would drive would not be worth the potential brand hit it would take if it wasn't good, and right. the, obviously the tax break, which is up to about $25 million. It's, it's an unfortunate thing because, again, it's nearly completed. Yeah. But you got to remember that this is riling up film Twitter and the creative community. And of course, they need to be you know, monitoring talent relations, of course. But film Twitter does not reflect the general audience. You know, Film oh, Twitter right. is very much its own bubble. And I, you know, I don't think your average everyday moviegoer is even aware that a Batgirl film was coming out and or was canceled because, you know, there hadn't been a single thing of marketing. It's just folks like us who really care about the industry and follow the industry that are super aware of it right now. Uh, I, I, again, they still need to be conscious of their talent relations because canceling nearly completed yeah. films is, is going to piss off a lot of people involved with it, rightfully so. But uh, yeah, I, I don't see them reversing course. This isn't a big enough storm from the public's point of view, because again, general casual moviegoers aren't probably super aware of what's going on. I agree with the fact that not everyone on Twitter is the real universe. The fact is my dad watches a ton of these movies. He has no idea where Rotten Tomatoes is. Never <laughs> been on, never did a thing. So when you see Rotten Tomatoes scores, I'm like, I, and I personally have never done it. So I don't even know, you know, I, I get it. It's a completely different thing. Now, the next thing people are talking about is uh, what are the possibilities of other things that we, we, us Little Geek Universe, care about? Talking about Peacemaker, though James Gunn did come out and say it was fine, though. He's also a friend of the show. He liked the comment once on Twitter. That qualifies as a friend of a show for us. We're taking whatever we can. Absolutely. Euphoria, uh, my kids watch, which I wish they didn't. Um, Southside, I'm obviously a fan of the new Batman animated series cartoon that's possibly coming out, and I like Harley Quinn, Hacks. Do you think there's other things coming down the pike? And you alluded to it a moment, a few moments ago. What else have you maybe heard that you can share that you think might be coming down? Yeah, I definitely think we, we can expect a few other in-development projects to probably get the axe. Uh, Euphoria is absolutely safe. You don't have to worry about that. It's it's there when you account for delayed viewing across all platforms in the week yeah. an episode comes out. It's their second most popular hit in HBO history behind Game of Thrones. So that's yeah. fine. Hacks, which is never going to be a has never been over two seasons a huge huge commercial hit, is still a massive Emmys powerhouse. Came out, coming off seventeen nominations in the most recent Emmys round. So you know that's safe and. There, there's listen. There's going to be cancellations. Like per, I don't know this for sure. Okay, I wouldn't be surprised if something like Green Lantern or something like the Black Canary series get axed because they haven't really moved forward uh, too substantial too substantially uh, in recent months. So I wouldn't be super surprised. But I think something like a Peacemaker, I think something like uh, Penguin, the the Batman spinoff show with Colin uh, Farrell, I think those are, are safe. And you got to remember, as part of this huge restructure, Casey Bloys, who heads up HBO and HBO Max scripted content, 
is going to take even more power at the company. And this is somebody with impeccable taste and a really, really strong track record in content development and creation. So that'll be great. But I think overall, what you'll see, particularly on a, on a slightly longer timeline, maybe not tomorrow, next week, next month, but over the next 18, 24 months, is I think you'll see Warner Brothers Discovery reduce overall scripted programming. So less shows across an HBO Max, but still some really, really smart people making content decisions. So I think there's some good and some bad with all of these announcements that are going on. Still, I personally would have liked to have seen Batgirl, uh, even though it was reportedly testing poorly. You never quite know what's going to pop with fans. Uh, you know, Sony thought Venom was going to be a huge whiff, misfire and whiff. And obviously the first one made almost 900 million worldwide. So you yeah. never quite know what's going to pop. Yeah, listen, there's a lot of pros and a lot of cons with these moves. What we're probably going to see is a better business strategy for Warner Brothers Discovery. They'll probably make more money on the long term. But us as fans are probably going to get a slightly worse final product when it comes to, you know, the volume of quality content options we have at our disposal when we hit up an HBO Max or whatever the new combined service is going to be. You know what? I was upset coming in here. I was mad. I was angry. I've knocked stuff over on the table. I feel a little better talking to you. I feel like well, maybe... Listen, listen, you can still be upset that Batgirl is going to get canceled, that I think a handful of other are going to get canceled. I just want to make it clear that there are still really, really smart people. The, the HBO development team is taking on more responsibility across scripted program for the streaming service. And listen, they have the best track record in TV content of the last 50 years. That's a good thing. But I think what you'll probably see is a, and this is no, no guarantee, but I think what you'll probably likely see is a more conservative content approach. So maybe weird things like Doom Patrol or Made for Love or Harley Quinn shows that I think are delightful. I could see those struggling to get a green light in the future as they focus on more broad appeal content and less, you know, niche, weird, nerdy things. So again, give and take pros and cons. Absolutely. Absolutely. All right. I know they have the new DC plan, a 10 year plan for the heroes and stuff like that. Well, I mean, that's let's see part if they the- actually have a plan. Cause all he said is we have a 10 year plan yeah. and we, we want to value theatrical. They right. offered zero specifics. Yeah, I thought that was funny too. Cause I, honestly can, the amount of attempted extended universes we've seen from the, the mummy vampire verse that, that have come and gone in the year saying, oh, we can do it just like Marvel and have failed miserably. You know, I, I get it. Brandon, thank you again for joining us today. Of course. Truly appreciate you having me back on the podcast. Hopefully we can get you back on again for the D12. <laughs> no, listen. Okay. Here's what happened. Ready? So <laughs> for the fans who don't know, because you're not uh, tapped into my phone, I, 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 I was texting Brandon earlier. I said, okay, maybe you can come back again after this one today because Mr. G and I want to talk to you, Mr. McDonald, after the Disney D12, where they announce all the other stuff. We could do a, like, new, another March Madness bracket, have a fun time again. He goes, that's the name of Eminem's band, D12. You mean D24, whatever. I said, oh, that's right. And I should have known that. I should have known Bizarre the rest of them. So that was a... That was the best up my part. And I said, I said, oh, because, you know, Eminem, we claim him as black people. We're like, yo, he's he's one of us. He can rap. We're going to take him. And I'm, I'm, I'm upset that I messed it up. So not D12. But if D12 goes on tour, I'll come out. We'll hang out. We'll yeah. go see D12. I feel like. Oh, 100%. Should, I've never yeah. seen Eminem concert. I would love to see Eminem in concert. Never, never seen him. Saw Beyonce once and, and Nelly, but never saw him. But I, we get matching D12 uh, tattoos. We'll have a good time. Love it. Yeah, I'm down, man. Are you kidding me? You let me know. First round's on me. Absolutely. Brandon, thank you again for joining us or me. I truly appreciate it. Hopefully we can talk to you soon and come back on again. 
Yeah, thanks for having me. If you ever need a, a quick question answered, shoot me a DM and you can you can broadcast my answer on here if I'm not uh, able to hop. Oh my gosh, call. we're gonna we're gonna call you our official unofficial correspondent, Brandon Katz. Yeah. This will be we're like gonna, the phone a friend lifeline. Yes, I'm gonna call Brandon right now and figure out what's going on. And when when we're Mr. McDonald and argue. Thanks, man. I'll talk to you soon. Of course. Thank you, man.